Welcome to Monday Morning Murder in the News with Alyssa Carroll. Good morning, heathens, and happy Murder in the News Monday that I'm going to try to release every single Monday morning because the rest of the regular news is just hot, scary garbage, and you know you'd rather be hearing my bullshit anyway, right? So I've scoured the internet for the headlines so that you don't have to. Happy commuting, and don't murder anyone this week, okay? So here we go. So this morning, I have for you guys a veritable cornucopia, nay, a fully stocked buffet of news articles to read to you. So let's get into it. Our first article comes from Crime and Justice, thedailybeast.com. And the headline reads, Colorado Dentist Charged with Poisoning Wife to Death. This article was from March 19th, 2023. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. So it says a Colorado dentist was charged with murder on Sunday after detectives discovered his wife was fatally poisoned, police say. James Tolliver Craig, 45, of Aurora, Colorado, drove his wife to the hospital on Wednesday, reporting that she had headaches and dizziness. Quote, Shortly after arriving at the hospital, the wife's condition deteriorated rapidly and she was placed on a ventilator in an intensive care unit. She was declared medically brain dead a short time later, end quote, the Aurora police said. Detectives from the Major Crimes Homicide Unit launched an intensive investigation that revealed 43-year-old Angela Craig, a mother of six, was poisoned. Quote, a warrant for first-degree murder was obtained early Sunday morning shortly after doctors made the decision to take the victim off life support, end quote. It was quickly discovered this was, in fact, a heinous, complex, and calculated murder, Division Chief Mark Hildebrand said. A person close to Angela Craig's family told the Daily Beast that she was, quote, a phenomenal woman outgoing, and the best mother you could imagine. She was very supportive of her husband, even working in his practice during financial difficulties. End quote. Married to James Craig for two decades, she was mother to six children, five girls, and a boy ages 8 to 20. Now, she began experiencing symptoms a couple of weeks ago and told family members about headaches and lightheadedness. She had been examined at the hospital at least twice before Wednesday morning, but her relatives thought it might be a sinus infection because she was susceptible to them. Quote, one of her brothers who lives in Salt Lake went out to be with her, end quote, the person close to the family said. At that point, there was no reason to suspect foul play, but after Angela was admitted to the hospital again on Wednesday, her husband made himself scarce. The source said that he had not been around the family much in the last few days and that that had led to some suspicion. 
In addition, they said that a third party went to the police with some type of evidence that led police to suspect James Craig was involved. They said that there is a lot of grief and a lot of anger. Now, the police did not say what poison was used or what the motive might be. In a 2021 press release, James Craig said that he was happily married to Angela. Quote, they have six children and they all enjoy the outdoors, especially camping, snowboarding, fishing, hiking, rock climbing, and mountain biking, the press release added. They also enjoy visiting theme parks and are often traveling to Disney, Universal, and SeaWorld. It was also noted that the suspect volunteered with We Can Help, an anti-bullying program sponsored by the Denver Police Department. Court records show that Craig and his practice, Summerbrook Dental, filed for bankruptcy protection in 2021. So that is our first article. The next article comes from uh, meawww.com. And the headline says, Heidi Kathleen Carter, Indiana woman gets 65 years for beating couple to death after threesome date. So in Evansville, Indiana, after conviction on rape and murder charges in a case where two people were killed, an Indiana woman is set to serve a sentence of 65 years behind bars. Heidi Kathleen Carter's sentencing was ordered by Judge David Keeley of Vanderburg County Circuit Court. The 37-year-old woman was found guilty of six felony counts last month, including three counts of criminal confinement while being armed with a deadly weapon, two counts of aiding, including or causing forcible rape, and one count of murder. With 16 years for each of the confinement charges and 40 years for each of the rape charges, Carter was sentenced to 65 years for murder with all of the sentences running concurrently to the murder sentence. Harry Hammond, so he came in, sort of witnessed what was going on, and the next thing they knew, there was a man bursting through the door, baseball bat in hand, and attacked Hammond held the woman at gunpoint and sexually assaulted her after beating and strangling Ivy to death. Carter verbally encouraged Hammond's attack and fueled his rage. The surviving victim reportedly said that Carter told her boyfriend to, quote, do anything he wants to her. Later, responding law enforcement officers fatally shot Hammond. Carter helped Hammond in moving Ivy's body to a different room after the body was wrapped in blankets, so... There is that. Kids need to be careful hooking up with strangers online. So our next article comes from CrimeOnline.com and the headline is Nadia Lee, remains of missing two-year-old tot found in Bayou months after mother found murdered. This is an article from March 21st. So it says the remains of a missing Texas toddler who vanished last year were found Monday in Pasadena's Vince Bayou, police believe. ABC 13 reports that although they are waiting on a final autopsy report, Houston police say they believe the remains of the two-year-old Nadia Lee who disappeared in October 2022, they believe these are her remains. As Crime Online previously reported, Nadia was the daughter of Nancy Reed, 22, and Jiron Charles Lee, 
26, who was charged with Reed's murder last year. Police said in October of 2022, they received a call from Reed who said that she and Lee were having a dispute over child custody. Officers responded to a hotel room in the 500 block of Bay Area Boulevard in Pasadena and settled the dispute without any arrests. There were two young girls present at the hotel, police said, and Nadia was not one of them. So later in the evening, Lee called police and said that he put Reed into a chokehold after she hurt one of the children while disciplining them. Reed was taken to a hospital and pronounced dead. Emergency room staff said she had trauma to her neck. Lee was detained at the scene. The two girls were not harmed, police said, and were taken to Child Protective Services. Further investigation led to Lee being charged with Reed's murder. Now, later, investigators learned that a third child, Nadia, was not present at the hotel. Police uncovered evidence leading them to believe that Lee abducted the child and inflicted fatal injuries on her. Quote, I just thought it would turn into one of those cases that we would never find her, end quote, Nadia's aunt said. Only thing we could hear is that her body was dumped in the dumpster. So in December of 2022, Lee was charged with capital murder in connection to Nadia's death after police found evidence of a violent assault inside his Pasadena apartment. Quote, I'm glad the day is finally here. I am. So we don't have to live each day not knowing and wondering and wishing and thinking. He's where he is. He's getting what he deserves. My sister is where she is. And now the baby can join her. End quote. Lee's bond for both murders has been set at $1.85 million. So may he rot. So now I've got a couple about, you know, we just talked about uh, the Murdaugh dynasty coming to basically an end, right, on the last podcast. So here we have from NBCNews.com, headline reads, hit and run death examined amid Murdaugh probe is being investigated as a homicide. Remember, I predicted this. So no one has been arrested or charged in Stephen Smith's death. And if you want to know more about that death, listen to the Murdoch podcast. Um, his body was found in 2015 on a rural road in South Carolina, about 15 miles from the Murdoch home. So this article came from March 21st, and it says the death of a South Carolina man who was found on a rural road around 15 miles from the home of convicted killer Alex Murdoch has been investigated as a homicide, a state law enforcement agency said Tuesday. Lawyers of the family of Stephen Smith, 19, said the homicide investigation was a major development. The South Carolina Law Enforcement Division, or SLED, as we heard quite a bit about them during all the court testimony, said it has been investigating this since 2021. Quote, SLED is investigating Stephen Smith's 2015 death as a homicide and been investigating this since 2021, agency spokesperson Renee said on Tuesday. The confirmation, which family attorneys said occurred in a phone call with SLED Chief Mark Keel, came almost three weeks after Murdoch was convicted of killing his wife and his adult son in a highly publicized case. 
Now, no one has been arrested or charged in Smith's death. His body was found around 4 a.m. on July 8, 2015 on a rural road in Hampton County, around 15 miles from the Murdoch home. An autopsy report at the time listed the cause of death as being struck by a vehicle as Smith was a pedestrian apparently walking after he ran out of gas. Now listen guys, I have a whole opinion about this, right? This kid was in the middle of the road other than a few little abrasions on his left and right forearms just above the elbows. His head was cracked like an egg. You know, brain matter and blood floating off to the, you know, running off to the side of the road. This kid, his shoes were still on and they weren't even laced up. His phone was in his pocket, no cracks on the screen, nothing. If he was walking to get gas, why was his wallet in his car and why was he walking in the wrong direction to get gas? But I'm getting way off topic here, so back to the article. Members of the Smith family do not believe it was a hit and run, and neither do I. Sled said in a statement Wednesday that from the outset of this investigation, quote, the goal has been to find out how Mr. Smith died and find the person or persons responsible for his death. To that end, SLED Chief Mark Keel has assigned additional SLED Low Country Regional Agents to work this case in the hopes that those who may know what happened to Mr. Smith are more willing to speak freely now than they may have been in 2015 or in 2021. An incident report and other investigative materials provided to NBC News indicate state investigators were wary early on that he was involved in a hit and run. Quote, the victim was found in the middle of Sandy Run Road deceased from some sort of blunt force trauma to the head, a reporting officer wrote, adding, I saw no vehicle debris, no skid marks or injuries consistent with someone being struck by a vehicle. The victim's shoes were loosely tied and both were still on. After consulting with the multidisciplinary accident investigation team, we see no evidence to suggest the victim was struck by a vehicle. However, a medical examiner later wrote in a report that Smith's cause of death was the result of being struck in the head by a car mirror, suggesting he may have been involved in a hit and run. Of course, he would have had to have been standing bent over for that, but I digress. So they're going to reopen that. We need that for sure. And then on the Today Show or Today.com, new documents, recordings offer more insight into unsolved death of Stephen Smith. So this is a little bit newer than the last article. The documents and recordings show investigators challenging the determination that Smith died in a hit and run. So the chief of the South Carolina Law Enforcement Division, or SLED as we know them, has added additional agents to work the case of Stephen Smith. Um, he was a high school classmate of Buster Murdoch, the son of convicted murderer Alex Murdoch, as Smith's mysterious 2015 death receives fresh law enforcement resources in the wake of Alex Murdoch's conviction. So we're seeing that this is getting a lot more attention, which is exactly what we want. So moving on from the Murdochs, we have an article coming from KIRO7. It is an article titled, Authorities, Missing Washington State Mom and Daughter Found Dead. In Vancouver, Washington, a missing Washington State woman and her daughter were found dead Wednesday, according to police. 
The Clark County Sheriff's Office said it was responding to a call in which a passerby had reported seeing what appeared to be two, quote, life-sized mannequins down an embankment in thick brush. The investigating deputy found two human bodies. So police from the city of Vancouver, Washington, said their detectives were notified and the bodies were believed to be those of Mache Melendez, 27, and her sweet daughter, Layla Stewart, seven years old. Family members have been notified, according to the Vancouver Police Department. Now, family members had reported not hearing from Melendez since March 11th. Investigators learned that she and her daughter and an ex-boyfriend had stayed at the home of a friend on March 11th and were seen leaving the following morning. The man was arrested on charges including unlawful possession of a firearm and violation of domestic violence orders, the police department said. Isn't that always how it goes? The Clark County Medical Examiner's Office will determine the cause and manner of death, the police said. They are investigating it currently. Murder sucks from any angle, right? But when it comes to kids, that just sucks. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, so another article coming from MEAWW.com, Crime and Justice. Quote, we're not conditioned to bury children. Cops horrified after man kills sons, five and six, and daughter, 11. This article is from March 23rd. So Sumter, South Carolina. Charles Slacks Jr., 42, shot and killed another soldier, 38, who worked with his ex-wife in a murder-suicide. Slacks also killed his own children. Five-year-old Aiden Holiday Slacks, his six-year-old brother Asen Holiday Slacks, and their half-sister, 11-year-old Ava Holiday. Later, Slacks turned the gun on him, pulled the trigger, and killed himself. Slacks and the woman were divorced. However, he still had the keys to her home and barged into the house at 10 p.m. The ex-husband went upstairs and the woman ran to the spot after hearing the gunshots. So what are the comments from the police chief? Well, he said, quote, we're not conditioned to bury children. He put the weapon to his head and committed suicide. Little children sleeping in their own beds. Lives taken by a father and a stepfather. That's difficult to rationalize. This could happen in any community, in any family setting, unfortunately, end quote. So, of course, the investigation is still in the initial stages and autopsies are being held from Thursday to Saturday. So considering that this is Sunday afternoon, they probably have already happened, but I did not see the results of that yet. So another article coming from Crime and Justice. The headline says, Jeremy Martinez, Texas man kills wife and daughter, seven before turning gun on himself in double murder-suicide. So coming out of San Antonio, Texas, 
In a murder-suicide case reported from Texas, Jeremy Martinez allegedly shot and killed his wife, Shannon, along with their daughter, Bailey, before turning the gun on himself. The bodies of the three were found by the authorities at their San Antonio apartment. Bexar County Medical Examiner's Office confirmed Jeremy Martinez carried the attack on his family and then turned the gun on himself, reported by KSAT-TV. So on Monday morning, March 20th, a relative from the victim's side requested a welfare check to be performed on Martinez's house since they hadn't heard from the victim for two days. Quote, divorce and breakups often have dangerous and deadly outcomes. Was at the scene this morning of a double murder-suicide. Heartbreaking talking with the father, grandfather of the victims, said the police. The motive of this is still unknown. So our next article comes from KIRO7. The article title says, Parents Accused in Starvation Death of Two-Year-Old Son, Prosecutors Say. So, Clinton Township, Michigan. A Michigan couple is accused of fatally starving their two-year-old son to death, prosecutors said. According to a news release from the Macomb County Prosecutor's Office, Jonathan Matthew Cheek, 25, and Sierra Pearl Zaytona, I believe, 27, both of Clinton Township, were charged Monday with second-degree murder and child abuse in, in the second degree. Investigators said the death certificate listed the child's cause of death as starvation. Quote, for the record, the child was healthy in foster care, and once it got into the care of these two individuals, it met its demise, Macomb County Assistant Prosecutor Molly Zapatel said, according to the Macomb Daily. It is unclear why the child had been in foster care or when he was returned to his biological parents. Now, prosecutors said that the couple reported the boy's death on March 16th, adding that they found him in his crib. A coroner determined that the boy had died of starvation. Quote, I'm so angry people could actually do that to a child, prosecutor Molly Zapatel said during the couple's arraignment, according to the television station. Quote, I think this baby needed someone to watch out for him and nobody was looking out for his interests and that needs to change. End quote. So a probable cause hearing will be held on April 3rd. The news release stated bail for the couple was set at $1 million each. If convicted, they will face life in prison. And if they are guilty, I hope they get it. So a little update on the Lori Vallow situation, which, by the way, her court case starts April 3rd, guys. Put it on your calendars. Take a pen and write it on the top of your hand. Please don't tattoo it anywhere. But her trial starts April 3rd. Today is Sunday the 26th. You'll be hearing this Monday the 27th. It's coming, guys. So you know I'll be all over that. But anyway, so coming from the U.S. Sun. U.S. News. Title says, Cushy Life. Cult mom Lori Vallow Daybell dines on burritos and pizza and spends time watching TV as she awaits trial for her kids' murder. 
So it says shocking details have been revealed about cult mom Lori Vallow's life behind bars as she prepares to go on trial for the alleged murder of her two children and her husband's ex-wife. The 49-year-old is accused of killing her two children, 17-year-old Tylee Ryan and J.J. Vallow, who was seven, alongside her fifth husband, Chad Daybell. Now, further insight has been given into Vallow's days in prison ahead of her trial in Idaho. Vallow has returned from Idaho's Madison County Jail, where she shared a larger living space kind of pod with three other women. Apparently, she had access to her own cell phone, although it was monitored 24-7. In jail, she enjoyed menu options, including burritos, hamburgers, lasagna, and pizza. She also got one hour of worship per week. Now, she didn't waive her right to a swift trial, and it begins, as I said again, on April 3rd. So if you're super into this, as I am, April 3rd. Um, Her day in court has been pushed back years following several delays and two interruptions when she was found unfit for trial due to mental health issues, and I cannot wait to hear about those. She has been moved from the Ada County Jail in Idaho's largest city, Boise, according to authorities. So again, pretty excited to get this case going. Our next article comes from Fox 13 Seattle. Title says, Police, two charged after children discovered partially clothed boy found locked in a cage in Mayfair home. So, Philadelphia. Authorities were called to a house in Mayfair for reports of screaming and found two partially clothed children outside and a naked boy in a dog crate inside, police said. Officers from the Philadelphia Police Department made the chilling discovery at a home on the 4200 block of Glenview Street about 1 p.m. on Thursday. Police found two partially clothed girls, ages 4 and 5, crying outside in the rain. Officers then entered the home and found a naked 6-year-old boy locked inside a dog cage that was secured with a zip tie, according to officials. So Sergeant Eric Grip told reporters an elderly woman and a 40-year-old man were also inside the home when police arrived. Five children live at the house, including two who were at school. A woman who claimed to be the mother of at least one of the children arrived at the home while police were there. She was taken to the Special Victims Unit for questioning. Quote, This is just an absolutely tragic situation. We don't live in a world where under any situation whatsoever we should have a child inside a cage or young children outside standing in the rain. End quote. Now police say the three children found at the property did not appear to be suffering any physical injuries. They were taken to St. Christopher's Hospital for children for a medical evaluation. Police say the Department of Pennsylvania Department of Human Services have been called to the home several times. Quote, this has been an ongoing drama. Man, I've been here 12 to 15 years. Cops have been coming here on and off. Nothing has ever been done, said Hector Perez. On Friday, the Philadelphia Police Department announced charges against Michelle Campbell, 30, and Paul Weber, 31 
Both have been charged with endangering the welfare of a child and recklessly endangering a person. So our next article comes from People, and the title says, Cops find dead body, three-year-old, and over 200 reptiles, including 60 venomous snakes in Pennsylvania home. I mean, Pennsylvania be rockin'. So the body of a 23-year-old man had a snake bite on the wrist, though a cause of death is not known, while a little girl was found in a high chair near one of the venomous snakes. Authorities in Pennsylvania say a dead man, a three-year-old girl, and hundreds of exotic reptiles were found inside a Beaver County home earlier this week. The police entered the residence on McMinn Street on Tuesday after receiving a call around noon about an unresponsive man inside the home. The body of a 23-year-old man was found inside per the reports. Authorities also discovered more than 200 reptiles that were being kept at the residence. Among the animals found were 60 venomous snakes, including a rattlesnake, a cobra, and a black mamba. Jesus Christ. Beaver County Humane Officer Tristan Wenzig told WTAE that about 75% of the snakes and lizards discovered inside quote, were venomous. Several lizards and a dwarf caiman crocodile were also discovered at the scene, per the reports. Police alerted the city code enforcement officers to the discovery and requested the animals be removed. About 100 animals were taken from the premises. The non-venomous animals were allowed to remain at the residence. The Missouri man found dead in the home appeared to have a snake bite wound on his wrist. However, police said the bite did not lead to his death, the cause of which has not been revealed. Four adults and the three-year-old girl were living at the home. Quote, they just moved here within the last two months or so. The toddler was found in a high chair near one of the venomous snakes, which promoted a call to the Office of Children, Youth, and Families. Authorities believe the adults intended to sell the animals that were kept at the home. WTAE was told that the 23-year-old victim and a second man ran a reptile business together. The reptiles removed from the home are now staying at an exotic pet store in Ambridge. Uh, this man, the police said that the three remaining adults who are renting the home could be fined up to $1,000 per venomous reptile for breaking city code. Interesting. So our final article comes from the U.S. Sun. The title reads, Search Ends. Missing teen Scotty Morris found alive and safe after desperate week-long search for 14-year-old who vanished from home. Over a week after he vanished from his home, 14-year-old Scotty Morris has been found. Police in Eaton, Indiana announced late Friday night that Scotty was located and found alive and safe. The teen was seen on Thursday leaving his family home in Eaton, about 76 miles north of Indianapolis. Quote, we have one of the best updates to give, read the update from the police department. Scotty has been located and found safe. Medics are checking him out right now and we will be conducting interviews. We want to thank all of the agencies, departments, and volunteers that helped. 
So it's unclear at this time where Scotty was found as an extensive search for his whereabouts was conducted by police. Indiana State Police issued a silver alert, which is only allocated in special circumstances, including if the missing person is an endangered child for the missing teen on March 17th. The search party of more than 100 volunteers scouted the small town for the teen. A photo of Scotty featured in the missing person flyer by Eaton Police sparked an online outcry due to the teen's visibly sorrowful state. You see what sparked all of this is that Scotty appeared in the photo visibly upset while wearing a t-shirt with the word liar written out front. And actually, let me scroll back up. The t-shirt says, I am a liar. I hurt my little, I don't know, can't read it because it's kind of tucked in his arms. Um, Might be brother, cheat, because I felt being, anyway, so in the picture, he's wearing this white t-shirt and it's got all of this stuff on here, like maybe parents or someone had wrote all this stuff on the shirt. I don't think it was him. Don't hold me to that. And in the picture, it looks like he has been crying pretty severely. So Eaton Police Chief Jay Turner apologized to the public for the strange photo, saying it was the online picture given to them of the middle schooler. Quote, when posting Scotty was not in trouble with the department, we meant we were here to help him, and it is the intent of every officer to find him safely. Turner said the police department only wished to notify the public about the teen's disappearance as soon as possible, saying Scotty escaped the home and ran out into a chilly night in nothing but shorts and a t-shirt. Scotty's parents were subjected to a polygraph test right after he disappeared and have not been linked to the case. Turner said they have cooperated every step of the way. Before his discovery, Scotty's mother publicly called for her son's safe return. She told the Indianapolis ABC affiliate WRTV, quote, I love you and I want you to come home. I know that you're mad and confused. Everyone is out looking for you and we are not trying to scare you, end quote. So, bit of a strange situation because I'd like to know why he's wearing a shirt that has all of these words that appear to be very accusatory on them. But regardless, he went missing and now he's been found safe. So, we do love a good ending. And that's all I have for you guys. Just remember, it's Monday. It sucks. Tuesdays are almost worse, but we're going to get through this together. All of us have our nine to fives and it just simply must be endured. But never you fear because I will have a fresh new story podcast for you guys Thursday evening as usual. Or if you are a patron, you get them on Wednesdays and you also get a hand in voting for who's covered next. So have a good week. Chin up. Don't kill anyone. Have a great day.